Uh, if you would, and you have your Bibles, I invite you to join me in James chapter 4. I know we, we were in there a couple of weeks ago looking at these same verses, but I want to bring these up again. Uh, again, James chapter 4, uh, starting in verse 13. But before we get to that, I have another uh, illustration I want to use. And again, uh, it's another sports illustration. So I know some of you might be going, oh, another sports illustration. Uh, but uh, this one is... Uh, uh, been on my mind uh, as I've been studying this chapter in Joshua chapter 7. Uh, the, the first game of the 2007 uh, college football uh, year, uh, this was familiar with me because this is my arch rival, uh, the Michigan Wolverines. But in 2007, they opened up number five in the standings. They had this great senior class coming back. They were supposed to uh, dominate that year, win the Big Ten, possibly contend for a national championship, and they open up the year against this tiny little school, school called Appalachian State. Uh, I had to look up where Appalachian State is. It's in Boone, North Carolina, a very small school, the Mountaineers. Uh, they aren't even in uh, this, you know, the league, the collegiate league that most of the bigger schools are in. And so Michigan, they, they chose to play them that that year for the first game, and this was supposed to be a blowout. It was supposed to be no competition, a pushover. And if you remember, Appalachian State won 34 to 32, and it shocked the college football world uh, that year. And of course, listening to you know the local uh, uh, sports writers and talk radio, the, talking about you know why did that happen? You know they, they talked about them being overconfident or lack of preparation, lack of focus. But the one thing that stood out to me was, you know, they were presumptuous. You know, they, they thought they were going to go in and dominate. Well, in Joshua chapter 7, and we're going to look at this lesson a little bit more in depth a Sunday evening as we continue going through uh, the book of Joshua. But in Joshua chapter 7, you know, Israel, they have defeated the, the kings of Sihon and Og after they've come out of the wilderness. And then, of course, remember, they, they cross over the Jordan River. They go uh, into the Promised Land. They defeat Jericho. Again, no problem uh, for them. But then their next battle is uh, this town called Ai. And uh, the, this town, Joshua sends in spies again, as he does, sends in spies to check out Ai. And the, the spies come back and they say, listen, Joshua, uh, these guys are nothing. They're nothing compared to Jericho. Just send two or 3,000 men. That's, uh, that's all we need. Uh, they're few. They're weak. And so if you remember, Joshua, as he normally does, he, normally he goes to God and gets God's approval of things. But he doesn't do this in this chapter. And they send in the, these two or 3,000 men to go in and take Ai. And if you remember, Ai has them on the run. And they also end up, uh, we're told, that 36 Israelite soldiers die needlessly uh, because of Joshua uh, presumptuously uh, going into battle. Now, again, uh, just a, a note for Sunday night's sermon. We're going to focus in on one of those reasons why Israel lost, because there was a sin in the camp. But again, another reason why is because there was no direction to the Lord or for, from the Lord uh, like they had done in the past. Well, again, uh, notice with me in James chapter four, starting in verse 13. Again, we read these verses uh, a couple weeks ago. But again, James says, come now, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. 
Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, to him it is sin. You know, this section of scripture, uh, you know, James is focusing in on that life is short. And because it's short, we need to consider God in all aspects of our lives. Uh, we need to consider God during the, because of the complexity of our lives. Uh, it's not wrong to make plans, as James is talking about, or to own a business. But he's saying, you know, it's ridiculous to do those things without consulting God. And he says we must consider the uncertainty of our lives as well. You know, again, not that we should uh, put future plans and considerations on hold. But again, we need to commit those plans in our lives, commit the future things that we want to do in God's hands. Right. Consider him. And also we need to consider the will of God because of the brevity of our lives. Our lives are but a vapor, he says, or, or a mist. Uh, it's only here for a little while. And so invest in eternal things, he says. And then finally, he says, uh, you know, we need to consider the will of God because of the frailty of our lives. You know, what, if I were to ask you, what are your dreams for the future? You know, a lot of us will say, well, you know, I want to get a good education. Uh, I want to get married someday. I want to have a family. I want to have a home. I want to have a steady income. I want to have a retirement plan. Those types of things. But those are all physical fulfillments, right? That, that's what James is not talking about in this section. Uh, he says, you know, you know, where in those dreams of yours are, where, where is God? Where are the spiritual considerations? You know, uh, this may be a challenge for you, but when you go home, take a look at your personal calendar and notice the things that are, uh, you know, physical in nature, things that we want to do for entertainment as well. Or, or appointments, and, 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 and compare those to spiritual things. You know, see, see uh, if our calendars are in balance. But again, to be presumptuous, as we see in the Israelites, as we saw in you know, the Michigan Wolverines, as we see what James is talking about, you know, we can be presumptuous people from time to time when we forget to keep God in our plans, in our lives. And because of that, Israel... Uh, who was supposed to be this uh, great champion, uh, they lost to the underdog, AI. And James says, if we know the right thing to do, and that's to keep God in our plans, but we don't do it, verse 17 says, that's sinful. It is sinful to leave God out of our plans. Uh, I'll leave you with one of my favorite verses, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, where it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. and He will make your paths straight. This evening, uh, we have a great responsibility as we offer the invitation to anyone uh, this evening uh, who may have need uh, prayers of this congregation or maybe you're ready to become a Christian. You know, when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, uh, he told him that he needed to be born, uh, born again, born of the water and the spirit. And this evening, if you're ready to be baptized and become a child of God, we would love the opportunity to help you in your spiritual walk. Or if there's any need uh, that you need to be made known this evening, let us know by coming forward as we stand and sing this song of invitation.